Let's pray. Lord, as we come to this part of the service, Lord, I ask you to help me to expound your word, Lord. Um, help us all to receive everything that's from you and nothing from me, Lord, but all from whatever you want to speak to our hearts, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Open our hearts now to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as most of you know today, I immigrated to Canada from the United States. And when I arrived in Canada from the US in the late 1980s, I was surprised by the number of people who I met who assumed that I had come here to avoid military service in the United States. That was not the case. In fact, the military draft ended seven years before I would have even been eligible for it. But I did meet some people while living here who came for that reason, but that was not mine. During the Vietnam War, some of my older cousins were drafted for service and were conscientious objectors who worked as hospital orderlies instead and were frowned upon by society in general as unpatriotic or cowards. And I'm sure you've all heard of the term conscientious objector before and know what it is. But I wonder, have you ever heard of a conscientious consenter? Reading and watching war stories, as I usually do this time of the year, as all of us usually do, as we read them in magazines and see the stories on TV. I was very intrigued with the story of Corporal Desmond Doss, a conscientious consenter. Desmond was a Christian who volunteered to serve in the US military during World War II without a weapon. Reading the Ten Commandments in his youth, he, his conscience would not allow him to kill even an enemy. Perhaps he realized that enemy soldiers in many cases were defending their land only because their evil leaders had been aggressors and some common soldiers had been wrongly convinced or even forced into submitting to their leader's unjust cause. At any rate, Desmond Doss volunteered as a conscientious consenter to serve his country in the infantry, but even then he was listed as a conscientious objector because he wouldn't carry a weapon. While serving with his platoon in 1944, he was awarded two medals for exceptional valor in aiding wounded soldiers under fire. But then in 1945, during the Battle of Okinawa, he saved many wounded infantrymen atop the area known as Hacksaw Ridge, where he rescued some 75 helplessly wounded men who were trapped on the ridge one by one under intense enemy fire. The first few men he rescued closest to him, he crawled to and dragged them back to a cliff 
on the ridge, lowering them by rope to safety. But in doing so, he soon realized the miracle of God's protection upon him. So he stood up and he ran to res rescue all the rest of the men, getting as close as 25 feet from the enemy's gunning position. His fellow soldiers who were watching him said the bullets were like angry swarms of bees around him, yet none of them wounded him mortally. Eventually, he was cut down in the legs by a grenade. When his rescuers arrived, after waiting more than five hours himself to be rescued, he directed them to carry another wounded man off the field first. And as he lay there waiting for them to return, he was wounded uh, once again by a sniper bullet. Eventually, he was evacuated with more than 17 pieces of shrapnel embedded in his body. Now, when someone volunteers for infantry service during a world war, they are volunteering to risk their life for their country. When someone volunteers to go into a heated battle with not so much as a weapon to defend themselves with, they are giving themselves over to death for those who they are rescuing, unless it is God's will to preserve their life. Corporal Das did not have an offensive weapon because offense was not his objective and neither was defense his objective. Rescue and preserving lives were his only objective and God honored that objective, preserving Desmond's life. Isn't that amazing? That's our God. And didn't Jesus say for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it? Well, thinking not of our own military duty to our country, but of our Christian duty to our Lord, is it not the same for us as it was for Desmond Doss? Is not our Christian objective rescue and the preservation of life? Rescue from Satan's death grip and preservation of life from eternal death and hell? And that is not only for our friends and brothers in arms, but also and even for the enemy's footmen. And I'm sure if Desmond was given the opportunity, he would have tried to save them too. We all know that it is Satan who's, who has worked to deceive people into their rebellious thinking. That's why their hearts are bent toward evils, as ours was before we turned it over to Christ. And like we once were, others are blinded to the truth. So, as our Lord leads us, we must do what he tells us to do. We must do what we can to rescue them. We must pick up the pieces and nurse those who are spiritually wounded to health. 
even care for the spiritually dying. That is not a pleasant and risk-free job. You will likely be wounded emotionally doing it. Still, you must pray for them, yes, but you must also share the truth with them in love, even when it hurts. And it will hurt, but it is what is best for them. Then the choice is theirs. Jesus said, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. In other words, don't overly concern yourself with the enemy's assaults. Carry on with your duty, which is selfless. Persevere in the work of putting others first, as Jesus tells us to. And Jesus goes on, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. That brothers and sisters should be our message to those who fear death, even from the coronavirus today. But that message must be tempered with the words that Jesus followed with, words of God's, God's care and God's concern, saying, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. Friends, we must always remember that God values and cared for everyone so much that he sent his only begotten son to take on our sin and to sacrifice his life in order to save us. Today, as we honor all of our countrymen who have given their lives for our freedom, let us also examine ourselves to see how our hearts are toward our fellow man, both those who are with us and those who are against us and against our God. It is all too easy to dislike those who are against us and to fight against them, but that is not what our Lord said to do and what our Lord did. He gave his life for them just as he did for us. And so let us therefore represent him properly, perhaps not unlike Desmond Doss did. We have our marching orders from Jesus. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
Friends, we have our spiritual armor. The Apostle Paul said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Friends, when Corporal Doss realized that he had God's protection, that's when he stood. And friends, with that armor, we realize that that's our case. So stand and do his will. The Apostle Paul added this, Pray for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's all from Ephesians 6. So I ask, can we be like that? We may not be willing to lay down our lives just yet, but are we willing to at least die to our own personal plans, die to our ambitions, to our priorities and our comfort and our security if need be, as Jesus calls us to rescue the wounded and the lost spiritually. Jesus calls us to that end and we can rise up and obey, but only by God's grace and by God's spirit. Remember that always. Let's pray. Lord God, we do again thank you for examples of faith, Lord, and examples of, of your spirit, Lord, helping them to, to realize that you are with them, Lord. Thank you for this, um, this man, Desmond Doss, and for what he did, and for all, Lord, those who served our country, combating evil, and especially those who laid down their lives for us. Lord, we also thank you so much for doing that for us eternally, and we ask you to help us to keep that realization always and to keep a thankful heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.